This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. I told you Colin wasn't listening when I gave that talk about just waiting a second before you talk, right? So Colin, a little hint, so it might say 38 minutes, 45 seconds, but that doesn't include any music. We're not going to play any more songs. <laughs> We're done with songs. We've played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tracks. So you do the maths. Sorry if I sound condescending. We should wrap it up then. Well, if you think that's a good idea, unless you want to play a whole heap more music. Just listen to me on this wrapped up. Listen to me, he says. Listen to me. Can you do it again smoothly or? What? From how far back? Uh, from the bit where we said good afternoon, welcome to Expanding Horizon. Expanding Horizons. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. It's all, oh, I don't know if it's that lovely a Saturday afternoon, but anyway, it's lovely to have you here. I'm Cole and normally I'd have Stu next to me, but Stu is out there organising himself to be a first aider so that if anyone comes into the show, gets a paper cut, Stu will be leaping onto it with his uh, first aid kit and his knowledge. But anyway... Today, just so we know, we've got Mark Catley in the studio. Mark, how are you? I am very good. Thank you for having me along. Yeah, he's going to come on and um, be a guest, but suddenly I've roped him into actually running the board. <laughs> he was like, oh, I wasn't trained for this. There's but a few buttons. You've, yeah, Stu usually pushes my buttons anyway. So, <laughs> but um, Mark, you've got some experience on RDU anyway, don't you? So yeah, yeah it's be... been a few years now, but um, I used to do the Vintage Cuts show, so that was... Uh, Lots of lovely music, uh, at least 20 years old. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Was that the uh, criteria for it? Yeah, it had to be, well, supposedly at least 10 years old, but um, yeah, generally about 20 years old or so. Okay. Yeah. And that was, um, we'll talk a bit, a bit more about it yeah. in a moment. Yeah. But um, if you are listening, you're tuning in for the first time, and you want to hear some of our previous shows, you can get along to planesfm.org.nz, look up Expanding Horizons, and all of our um, previous shows have been put there, and Stu, Stu has got them organised in all these other places, so if you can look up Apple, iTunes, look up Expanding Horizons on iTunes, and it's there, and you can take it running with you, or in the spa with you, like Stu does sometimes. Anyway, right... So, Mark, welcome. Welcome to um, Expanding Horizons. It's lovely to have you here. Very nice. And um, so, Artie, how did you get into that, Mark? Uh, how did I get into it? Well, through the front door. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, no, um, I suppose I always wanted to have a, a radio show. I like the idea of uh, forcing my music on uh, music taste on other people. And I just sort of hounded a few people there. And um, this was before the earthquakes in Christchurch, so the old uh, student building. And, um, yeah, I went along a few late-night slots. And then I just got uh, to do the vintage cuts, which was every rotation every four weeks. So um, I literally did a couple of shows before the quakes, and then we got kicked out of there. 
And then RDU went into like a, a not a house bus, like a a mobile unit, which is quite fun. And uh, now they're at the studios across the road here. Just over the road, aren't yeah. they? So you enjoyed your, um, did you have much of a um, DJing or radio or broadcasting background? Uh, only the face, I've been told. But I have been told many <laughs> times that my voice is rather soothing. Um, oh, there you go. So uh, I've, I've thought about it a few times, but I've, I've never gone to do the training for it. Right. Um, more just about the music. And then I, I would still be doing RDU, but I actually uh, went to a job in which I couldn't commit. Uh, so they binned me pretty quick, to be honest. Only <laughs> <All laughs> right. for eight or nine years, but you know. Oh, really? And yeah. uh, no golden handshake on that, just a, no, a golden boot. Golden as you shower, like. more like it. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very nice. <laughs> Speaking but, of golden showers, uh, do you yep. want me to tell you about the first track? You can do that. Are you that ready? would be great, yeah. Uh, the first track, see, um, is Prince. So it's the first track from his first album titled For You. Uh, of course, this album's famous for the fact that I think Prince recorded and produced and did everything on the album himself. He was very young, I don't know how young, but I don't know, 18, 19, 17, too young by all means. And he spent apparently a lot of money on this album. And it's not the greatest album, but it's got a couple of good tracks. And the, the first track, just titled For You, is just Prince uh, just lowering his vocals and his voice. And I thought it'd be a nice way to start the show before kicking into some Kate Bush. Oh yeah, nice. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of um for you by Prince. And you are on Expanding Horizons on Planes FM ninety six point nine.
Expanding Horizons, offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. That's right, you are back on Expanding Horizons, Plains FM 96.9 with Cole, and Stu's not here today, so our guest Mark Catley is doing the keyboards, and that was um, Kate Bush with her track Cloud Busting, and before that, at the very top of the show, we had Prince with his track For You, which is from his first album. These are all Mark's choices. So Mark, um, I'm just going to quickly ask you then, Mm -hmm. Kate Bush, right? Kate Bush. Yeah. How did you... uh, get into Kate Bush? Uh, Kate Bush, well, actually, like, it's a lot of people, unusual to most people. I didn't listen to music growing up. You know, everyone, generally, you listen to the radio, whatnot. I grew up in a Baptist household, and so my parents would just have sort of Baptist Christian music, um, which was, you know, I, I probably enjoyed that because it's all I knew. And uh, pop music to me was quite foreign, and there's a few times at primary school where... I was, I'd be embarrassed because I didn't know, I would pretend that I knew what the songs were. Yeah. Um, and the one time, the great example is I won a copy of Tears for Fears, Sowing the Seeds of Love, seven inch right. vinyl single, which I still have to this day. It's my very first musical item that I own. And for six whole months, I would go race home with my sister. We would play it every day after school. And it wasn't until a, a day that a friend came over and I put it on, you know, and the song's playing, and I'm really excited that he gets to hear this. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing wrong? And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, and then he flicked the switch on the record player from 33 to 45. Uh. So I'd been listening to it. It's in the sea, really slow. <laughs> yeah, right. And even to this day, it still <laughs> sounds wrong to me. Yeah. Um, obviously, I was in the wrong. Uh, it's just one of those one of those things about ch- my childhood. But Kate Bush, I actually got into her through her, her Aerial album, which came out in 2004 or five, maybe, or maybe six, mid-2000s. And I was working in a CD and DVD store at the time when it came out. And, you know, we used to play the music. And um, I just, the second disc of the album is all ambient birds singing it's almost like one big long piece and I just I was just blown away by it, how how great it sounded and then I went back into back uh, not back issues you know the catalogue and then of course Hounds of Love is such an amazing album with the first side being all the pop singles and then the second side being the really the ninth wave or the seventh wave one of those waves just big sort of almost classical pieces it's just wonderful and then um, cloud busting I almost always thought it was cloud bursting until about two years ago and um, to me it still should be cloud bursting but anyway it's got that great music video with Kate as a 14 year old boy and Donald Sutherland as the uh, the mad scientist who made that weather machine right and um, and it's also the video also has a, a different mix from the album, which is quite interesting as well. It's funny you you know when you were just saying about um, when you you know when you were kind of primary school and you you knew you know little or nothing about kind of pop music. I remember it made me think, Mark, when I um, when I was a kid in probably my first year of school, maybe my second. So I'm talking about seventy three, seventy four. Um, I remember our our whole school went to an assembly and we were all sitting down. And there was a stage, and whoever it was, like the you know the principal, the head teacher, or whatever our school, looked out the window and went, "Oh, there's a car just pulled up," and 
And then um, on the stage, I think it was the teachers, right, were all dressed up like, um, you know, in tartan, just like, um, what's the band? It's gone straight. It's not sure what it's gone straight from my head. Anyway, I remember it and later, but I was like, okay. I was like bemused because I didn't know anything about this. And, and yet all the girls in, in our school were just screaming, right? And they did, you know, one of those, um, the Bay City Rollers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Bay City Rollers <laughs> track, right? And everyone, and I was like completely like in in the in the fog about it. I didn't know anything about it, you know? So, uh, but I'd listened to a lot of music. You know, my mum played music in the mm. house all the time. That's great. Right, but... I don't know the Bay City Rolls were. She yeah, didn't play yeah. them, you know. But um, yeah, anyway. But yeah, um, <laughs> Kate Bush, wonderful. Right? Well, yeah, and I've got a, a four-year-old daughter now, so I, I did make a point of, you know, I want to. We want to raise her, you know, in a, in a good way. Mm. And um, I, I looked through my record collection, my music collection. Uh, I really needed some more strong woman. Uh, for her to really listen to, but I mean, they're also that I enjoy. And so, yeah. of course, Kate Bush and. Um, just wonderful each album um yeah it's just magical and there's also the mystery behind it i find that prince is very similar except unlike kate bush prince overproduced i mean he just he just would always create music and just always release it or or not release it famously mm. but um yeah they're similar they actually recorded a track on each other's album the the very minor tracks songs that aren't even that great which is quite interesting but um I always yeah, admired the fact that they, they both liked each other's work. Right. Mm. So we've been talking about other people's artwork, Mark, mm. but um, you yourself are an artist, not a musical artist, but um, what, yeah. a graffiti artist, a street artist. Well, is there uh, a pigeonhole that, that you... That <laughs> well, you the street, get, street art is... Um, it probably sounds a bit, a bit nicer. That, uh, graffiti artist. But then, see, I'm the least... I suppose they call it urban art in sort of quotations. Okay. Um, but I do paste-ups where I will create an image and then I'll print it out on hundreds of bits of paper and then stick it to a wall. Uncommissioned artwork is another way to describe it. Oh, and, then, okay. and the idea is that, well, I like it, so I, therefore I think that other people should like it as well. Yeah. And I do do a lot of Star Wars and uh, Batman and Robin artwork. Um based on things I had as a child. I was about to say, yeah, is this, so is this your childhood coming through? Exactly, nostalgia's the big pull for me. Um, so it, they don't have to be all like good condition figures. If anything, the, the more beaten up, the better. And um, I did make a, a point at when I did all, my first ones were all these stormtroopers all over the city in Christchurch. To 2015 is when I started. And... Um, I consciously made a point of not giving it a weapon. Um, I don't know why. I mean, everyone always goes, oh, where's this gun? Where's this gun? But I figure there's enough guns out there. Mm -hmm. And um, I do a few weapons now, but I don't know. I just made a point of not... They didn't really really need it. You still knew what it was. And the kids knew what they were as well, which is quite fun. What... um what got you into it? What was the, you know, the catalyst? The catalyst? Where you thought, I could be doing this? Well, after the earthquakes... I saw a lot of other people doing it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then I thought, but it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just thought, what would I like to see that's not out there? Or how about a life-size action figure picture of a stormtrooper? 
And then I just started putting them up and people started to like them. Did you get a lot of... um so, you know, people like them. Were they mm. talking to you about it, saying they like you? Uh, were you getting some social media feedback? A, or? B- a, bit, of, a bit of both, really. Um, I don't really talk to people in, in person, so no one really up to my face said it. But no. the first time I ever did it, I actually got, I did a life, well, it wasn't a life size, I did a ginormous picture of a Batman Mego head. So Mego was a toy from the 70s, and it was on a building... And I did it one night, and you'd all—I would do it at night time because I was working during the day. So that's mm-hmm. when I did it, and um, walked away, took a photo of it. I was really chuffed, chuffed with, with, with myself, my first one ever. And then I got a tap on the shoulder, and I'm thinking, "Oh, oh here we go." Turned around, and this it was just some what was that old guy, but just some guy. He said, "Oh, did you do that over there on the wall?" I said, "Oh, this is me being naive and stupid." I said, "Yeah," and he goes, oh, "Okay." He goes, "What's your name?" And I said, "Oh." And then I just told him my name. Rather yeah. than thinking of a cool name, I just said Mark Catley. And he goes, okay, I, I work for the press or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. And he took down my phone number and I thought, okay. And then I thought maybe he might want to phone me back or whatever. But nothing, nothing happened for maybe a year. And I keep doing them around town. And then one day in the paper, there was an article on page three or four who was a mystery street artist. And... Uh, it was pretty funny, like, and then, no, of course I didn't read the paper, so people would message me saying, hey, have you seen your work in the paper? And on stuff, I was like, no, no, and they're like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, oh, cool, I could be like Banksy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, stupid as he do. Then I got a phone call, and I'm so oh, naive, and then I took the phone call and said, oh, are you Mark Catley? I said, yep. Do you do that street art on in the paper today? And I said, yep. And they go, okay, cool, bye. They hung up. And then I was like, oh, no, I, I should pretend. You know, then I phoned them back and said, oh, maybe we could have some fun with this and we could pretend that you don't know who it is. And the guy was like, nah, too late. It's already posted online. So, okay. And he hung up. <laughs> oh, really? Game over. Yep. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That yeah. Was... <laughs> <laughs> so um, have you got an art background at all, Mark? You know, no. What, um, was was there a, a point where you thought I could print these out? And what are, you, what are you printing them on? What sort of paper? And just bog standard paper. Um, the print, the, the gist of it is, I, I probably can draw, but I'm lazy. You know, like people that go, oh, we do art, and they like they draw all day every day. Mm. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Boring. So um, I thought, I don't know where I thought. I just thought. I got a friend at his job rather than my job to print off all the paper for me so I wouldn't get fired. And um, he would just print out truckloads of this paper. I would just make them and stick. It took forever because you've got to cut them all out. I'm quite finicky with that. Yeah, right. Trying to get my daughter onto it. She's four. Kidding there, kidding there. And um, then I just go and stick them up. And so I'm trying to get... I've got lots of crazy ideas, but it's just time. and Getting time to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like anything. Talking about time. I'm going to say you have, you'll have time. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But exactly. your, your next track that you've chosen is uh, William Shatner. You'll so have time. Do you want to do a quick 30-second time, talk about sure that? Sure can. William Shatner. So, of course, William Shatner. This is from his album Has Been, which he co-wrote with Ben Folds uh, from Ben Folds Old 5. five yep. And it's just the really dark, well, dark, depressing, but happy songs and uh, this song here I used to play when I was closing up the CD store at the end of the day just to get people out of the, the building. <laughs> so a lot of people, they would give you that look. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll know the look, but it's such a great song. I mean, we're all going to die. We all don't think about it. And um, this is just a wonderful delivery from William Shatner. And then, uh, yeah, 
And then um, I think we should play it. And after this, there's another Bowie song involving time. Right, OK. So you're listening to Mark Catley's musical choices on um, Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. you're gonna die because you're gonna I hate to be the bearer of bad news but you're gonna die maybe not today or even next year but before you know it you'll be saying is this all there was what was all the fuss why did I bother now Maybe you won't suffer, maybe it's quick, but you'll have time to think. Why did I waste it? Why didn't I taste it? You'll have time. Cause you're gonna die. Yes, it's gonna happen because it's happened to a lot of people I know. My mother, my father, my loves. The president, the kings, and the pope. They all had hope. And they muttered just before they went, Maybe I won't go. Live life like you're gonna die. Because you are. Maybe you won't suffer, maybe it's quick. But you'll have time to think, Why did I waste it? Why didn't I taste it? You'll have time, cause you're gonna die. You're gonna, you're gonna die. I tell you who else left us, passed on, gone to heaven, no longer with us. Johnny Cash. JFK, that guy in the stones. Lou Gehrig, Einstein, and Joey Ramone. Joey This may come as news, but it's time. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. By the time you hear this, I may well be dead. And you, my friend, might be next. Huh? We're all gonna die. Yeah. Oh, maybe you won't suffer. And maybe it's quick, but you'll have time to think. Did I waste it? Why didn't I taste it? You'll have time. You'll have time. You're gonna die. Cause 
Expand your horizons on Plains FM. Oh 
Hello, Expanding Horizons, Plants FM 96.9. That's right, you are on Expanding Horizons, Plants FM 96.9 with Cole Stew is out there learning how to fix people up when they <laughs> scrape their knee. So we've got Mark Catley in the studio next to me today and we're playing some musical choices of Mark's and that was Time Will Crawl. Yeah, by David Bowie off the uh, Never Let Me Down album. Um, it was released as a single uh, back in the 80s and it, it didn't really do anything but I just I think it's just a great single from Bowie that a lot of people wouldn't have heard um, I mean you go through I mean Bowie was one of the big musicians that uh, I really got into music uh, probably at 13 and then you know you go through all the albums and you go through all the low and all the station to station all amazing albums but now the albums I actually listen to are the ones that aren't necessarily very big from Bowie um, apart from Tonight which Tonight's just one of the worst albums ever right. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny you know my friends well, I had friends at high school who were big Bowie fans and they'd buy all the 7 inches and then they'd play me some obscure B-sides you know and I think it, it's a bit like um, I guess all those big names you know like Bob Dylan for example mm. you, you know people quite often get the best of play that to death which is great right but they don't you know, in 1972, he released this single and had this great B-side on yeah, it. Yeah. And um, must frustrate him. Must frustrate, must have frustrated Bowie as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but, it's, yeah, at the same time, but I know as I'm getting older myself, it is quite nice just to listen to the, the big hits. Oh, yeah, I think, um, yeah. You know, life's short and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say to you, um, while while um, the music was playing, just before and then the top of the sh- the top of those two songs was um, William Shatner, right? Mm. So, um, in, it's a whole. He's, he must have been reading some stoic stuff because it was very stoic what, in the Memento Mori stuff. What he was just saying, but I'm um, singing along. I was going to say, you know, when you were talking earlier about playing that William Shatner song. Um, and, you know, people at the end of the day to get people out of the music store. You know, my best friend at high school, her father, um, was a big Dylan fan, and when um, when we'd go around, you know, for a barbecue or a party, if he thought it was time to go for people, he would just, he wouldn't, like, tell them to leave. He'd just get out his um, gramophone and um, start, you know, playing the playing some tracks on the gramophone, and people, yeah, just would leave pretty quickly. So, <laughs> I know what, I know what you're saying there, Mark. Mm. Now, getting back to you, mm-hmm. and because um, we've been talking a bit about initially, we we're talking a bit about your music tastes and how you got into that. But just on your artwork, people right at this very moment around Christchurch could go and see some of your work that's that's uh, new, right? Because you've got some indeed. new, or newish anyway. It's, newish, it, it's yeah, been a yeah. few months since yeah. it's been up there at the museum, right? Yeah, well, it's all gone now, of course. Oh, has it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you can't go and tough luck. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm a couple museum, of months um, museum <laughs> that gig's been and gone, mate. It closed April the 11th. Um, right. So the museum, Canterbury Museum, shut for five whole years. Really? Five whole years. Wow. Um, so, but that was great though. Um, I was like one of the outsider guys. Well, I f- sort of felt like it. Like, there's this, there's a bit of a click sort of scene with the the street art world, and um, I would go along. And you know, I'm a friendly sort of guy. And uh, most of the people I chatted with were friend, pretty pretty nice. Um, a few of the locals were a bit iffy towards me. I suppose it's because I don't do spray paint or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
You haven't got your cap on backwards. I don't have my cap on back. I, I don't wear hats. You're it's right. So one thing. Um, also, don't wear hoodies. Um, it's another story. And uh, yeah. I don't know, I suppose what I do is a bit different. And I, I sort of feel like a bit of a sham as well. Um, but uh, I'm getting used to it. It's just what I do now. So, right. yeah, people seem to like it. But I do have some work currently down Hereford Street, out uh, just next to the uh, the rock pool, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a Rancor monster. So it's a vintage Star Wars Rancor monster, probably from 83 or 84. And I've blown it up to be, I don't know, it's like... Um, Couple of meters, meters tall, and um, yeah, it's quite imposing. Right, <laughs> it looks great though. I'm really happy with it. Every now and then, someone will take a photo. I'm like, oh, that still, still looks still good. There. So yeah, because I don't actually work in town, so I don't get to enjoy my art. Right, I um, I put it up there. I take a photo, and then I scurry back to my hole. And yeah, well, I was going to ask you then because you were just saying you're printing it out on paper, just mm. normal paper, right? Normal paper, so, box standard. And you're just coating it with something, uh, like when it's on. No, it, it's just um, wheat paste. So that's literally flour and water. And that's what you paste it with? That's what I and paste you, it with. I'm just yep. thinking about, you know, the wear and tear of mm. the weather and that doesn't... Yep. Well, I mean, that's the idea that oh, it eventually all just disappear. Yeah, right. Uh, we either get p- painted over by the buff crew in the city or it'll just slowly disappear. Um, by chance, when I first started... I was choosing spots. I, mean, I always just choose plywood. Like it's, I don't want to vandal anyone's business wall or whatever. Mm. Um, so I just generally, there's a lot of plywood, especially after the quakes with glass windows being boarded up. And by chance, they would have some sort of eave so that when it did rain, they wouldn't get wet. Right. And without the water, then they would just stay for quite a few months. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah. So are there, other, um, are there other artists around the world who do... Similar, but maybe with different um, subject matter? Or? Um, I am the only one in the world, for some reason, well, it's probably the, I can think of why it's the only reason, that, that actually <laughs> does action figures large size. Mm. Um, every now and then someone might do a painting of a big Lego thing, but no one else. I always do a wee Google because you don't want to see if there's any competition or whatnot, yeah. but um, no one does. So It's interesting. It's, it is, yeah. I, I would figure there'd be more, to be honest, but... Um, Apparently not. And people love their pop culture kind of icons, don't they? You know, like, I I imagine if even if people are not Star Wars fans, they've seen a Stormtrooper and they can kind of spot one, right? Exactly. Even if they're not Batman fans, they can spot a Batman. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not necessarily the biggest Star Wars fan. Uh, I mean, I collect the little old figures from when I was a kid, but I haven't seen Star Wars movie in years. Right. Um, I mean, I still like it, but... People just assume that I'd be sitting there watching Star Wars all, all the time. time. But uh, it's, I know, you know, they're not the greatest films, but they're fun. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's um, it's nostalgia. You know, growing up with them. I was watching um, on YouTube the other day a little um, new. It was from the news when um, the first Star Wars came out, A New Hope, um, in the movie, and them talking about it, like, you know, oh, this is going to be amazing. Mm. This is great. You know, and I was like, huh. yeah, it's yeah. interesting because. Especially with the action figures, the Kenner line of figures, no one wanted to take to buy the license of the figures because previously uh, action figures from movies had never been successful. They'd always bombed. It was just a waste of money. But this little company, Kenner, bought them on and obviously they sold 600 million or something stupid. Yeah. So they made lots of money. Took a gamble on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Off. Well, I mean, now, mm. every. 
today I was in in the shops and um, just looking through the toy aisle as you do, and um, I just noticed that Warner Brothers. I think they had the Bugs Bunny and those characters all yeah, in um, Batman figures, aren't they? Yeah. So the Coyote was dressed as Batman. Bugs Bunny in a Gryffindor robes from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Lola Bunny, who I'd never heard of, was obviously the female to yeah. Bugs Bunny, was also in um, Harry Potter gear. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... So they're getting that kind of cross... It's crazy. Um, there's a lot of people now that really... The whole nerd culture. When back in the... You know, if I was growing up now, I would... Be loving it, like um, yeah. you know, back in the eighties and nineties, you know, we played with all our toys, which is why I still have the the nostalgia feeling for them. But now, a lot of the toys are just just things to collect, which is a shame because you know you collect it, you put it on the shelf, don't do anything, don't with do it. anything with yeah. it. Which um, yeah, I know. I was um, the other day I was watching a movie and they had in the background they had an evil Knievel. Mm-hmm. You know, with the, yeah. on this motorbike, I had one of those, right? Yeah, great. Yeah. You know, I had, <laughs> I had all that kind of razzmatazz. You know, um, action man with yeah. the gripping hands. Yeah, and my bat, I had the, the metal, diecast metal um, Batman car. You know, from the sixties. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think this is one of the reasons that I mean, I like it, and I guess other people do. Um, American pickers, right? Mm, mm. I'm not so much interested in them buying petroleum and that kind of stuff, but I'm really interested when they go and they look at those kind of, you know, one of the guys was interested in KISS stuff, you know, pinball machines mm. and this. And they went, I don't know if you watch it, but they went to one place and the woman, I think her husband had something to do with the people who did the figurines that were used in Star Wars and she had like five Yodas wow, and cool. like... He's going, are these original? And they phone this... She goes, hang on, I'll just phone this guy who was friends with my husband. And, he, and he, they're talking to him on the phone. He's going, yeah, I made those for the movie. That's right. I've seen that one. You've seen that and one? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I mean, you're interested in that, right? Because you're like, wow. He, I think they had the Darth Vader head, mm. you know, without the helmet yeah. and all that kind that's of stuff. That's right, yeah. I mean, that's crazy stuff, right? That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, really, in America, you know, you can find all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, Mark, that kind of thing really bowls me over, right? Yeah. <laughs> As bowl, I cue bowl into me over. Bowl me over. This is by the Acid Casuals. So the Acid Casuals were uh, like a spin-off from the Super Fury Animals. Right. Uh, the Welsh band. Yeah. Well, from Wales. And this here would be one of my favourite tracks of all time. It's, it's very Beach Boys inspired and the ending few notes sound like an aircraft carrier's engines, which I always find really interesting. Hopefully you enjoy it. It's a lovely song. Just All right. Like so um, we're talking to Mark Catley and we're listening to his musical choices and you're with Cole on Expanded Horizons on Plains FM 96.9.
We're not after your love on Expanding Horizons, but we'll take a like. Check us out on Facebook.
Expand your horizons on Plains FM 96.9. That's right, you are listening to Plains FM 96.9 with Cole and Mark. He's next to me and Mark has been... We've been talking a little bit about Mark's musical journey. We've talked a little bit about his art journey and we've been playing some great tracks and that was, of course, Trash by Suede. And before that, Mark... What did we have? I can't remember off the top uh, of my head. Bowl Me Over by the Acid Casuals. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, which you were saying were the super furry animals. Mm. I was going to say, Mark, time has gotten away from us here, mm. but I wanted to thank you very much for giving up your Saturday afternoon You're to come welcome. on down. It was great. It's been great. And I'd like to invite you to come back I'd love when to. Stu's here, and yeah. you'll see how things run really smoothly when <laughs> Stu's here and not the um, kind of chaotic way that it's been running with me. But um, people, look out there for those super life-sized... Mm. Characters pasted up. And I've, got, I've actually got um, lots more to put up. Right. Uh, a while ago, a guy offered uh, his printer. I just had to provide the the paper, and so I literally got fifteen hundred <laughs> sheets printed. Wow. It's not so that'll be I don't know about a hundred pieces of work. But admittedly, a lot of them that I got printed, I've actually I'm not going to put up because it's just rubbish. So I'm giving to my daughter just to draw on. Right. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So keep your eyes out for that. Mark Catley, and um, just while you're keeping your eyes out for things... Where to find Sign of the Fiber, Canterbury's number one rock covers band. They are... Yeah, the Sign of the Fiber are armadillos tonight, but not until 9pm, because the rugby's on first. So you can either get down there, watch rugby, and then have a, a, a bursting night with the Sign of the Firebird, or you can just turn up for the Firebird. Either way, you can have a great time. Mark... Thank you very much for coming in. And um, next week, next week, Stuart will be back with me. And I was just going to say, I didn't say at the top of the show, but um, way up in August, we've got Marina Bloom coming on. And um, we, she's been on the show three times, including last week. So if you want to listen to the Marina Bloom show from last week, you should get to Expanding Horizons on plainsfm.org.nz. And it's time that we got up, got down and got outside. And we'll see you later. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.